welcome to the Diego and the DeVore Show, where we tell you all things wrestling, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Our guest today is Randy Lawson, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride that Diego and DeVore can only give you. Diego, man, how the hell are you? Doing pretty good, man. How you been? Oh, I'm doing the best I can, man. Just trying to avoid all this stuff in the world right now. Just trying to dodge COVID nineteen and the murder hornets. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not leaving the house till 2021. At this well, point, I'm gonna try to stay in until 2025, and just to be safe. For your long term, I like that. Absolutely. So tonight. Yeah, tell us what we got on the board tonight. Pretty good. So. I'm pretty excited to talk to this young man. I haven't seen him since last year in Dinwiddie when he was with us at UCW at the fair. Um, Randy Lawson, welcome back, buddy. I haven't seen you in almost a year. How you been? Hey, I've been good. Thank you guys for having me. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, man. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, something new for us. Yeah. So I understand you got more experience than us with the podcasting, so maybe you can help us out a little bit. Oh, well, we could say welcome. I got a couple of to the right now. and the uh, to the left. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What was, what was that, Randy? Go ahead, buddy. Oh, I was just saying I only have about three under my belt. So, uh, an expert, I am not. <laughs> you and I, you and us three both. So, tell us, man, what's been going on since uh, we saw you last year? Okay, well, you know, I've been kind of in the same boat as everybody else. Uh, you know, just trying to just keep my head up. Uh, during all of this uh, pandemic and, uh, you know, everything happening in the world right now. So just kind of keep my head up during that and uh, just stay focused, you know, in the past few months with everything going on with wrestling, kind of having to take a break and um, along with everything else, basically, in the world. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of tough, you know, but I've been trying to do my best to, like I said, stay focused, uh, kind of keep my eyes on the goal um, and keep looking forward to being able to wrestle again. Right, well, that's good because uh, Ashley, you debuted with us last year, I believe. We talked about that earlier. Uh, it was in Tazewell, wasn't it? It, it was indeed. Uh, yes. Um, and uh, as we were talking uh, before, you know, before we started, um, that was a big thing for me because it was my first time wrestling in Virginia, um, and you guys gave me an opportunity that I'll always appreciate and be uh, grateful for because, like I said, it was my first time wrestling in Virginia. Um, and you guys took a chance on me, and I'll always be grateful for that. Um, so, yeah, I had that, that match with Ethan Cross, another guy from Virginia that I looked up to, you know, from GXW days. So it was it was cool and kind of like a, almost like a full circle thing for me to be able to, you know, have that first match in Virginia against someone like Ethan Cross and for, you know, a company like UCW. So, again, I owe you guys a lot for that. Oh, no, thank you. You put on one hell of a match with Ethan Cross. I mean, he's no... He's no pushover, so. No, not at all. The fact that you're here to live to tell a tale <laughs> says a lot about you. Ah, here to tell a tale and about three seconds away from taking that TV title from that he had at the time, uh, which now he is uh, has moved on to the, the heavyweight uh, title. So, hey, maybe uh, you know, when things get back going, uh, maybe give me a second chance. Yeah, you know, pretty close. But, you know, his years of experience as a veteran, you know, got a little bit on you, but that's all right. You know what? You got nothing but time. You're a good young man. You got good skills. So the future, Absolutely. yeah, 
No, definitely. Like I said, I definitely appreciate you guys saying that about me. So, I mean, just the, the support and faith you have in me right there alone, just like I said, means a lot. So, Well, you deserve it. You're a good young man, and you're a fine hand in the ring. You're easy to do business with, and uh, you made a hell of an impact not only with the crowd, but you made an impact with the boys in the locker room as well as with management. And, you know, these days, uh, that's a rarity. So a good fine is a good fine. Thank you so much. That's, that's humbling to hear. So, like I said, I I, I really appreciate you guys uh, saying that. You know, so, before we get uh, real deep in here, uh, I got to tell a little personal thing on Randy. I hope I don't embarrass him. What uh, did you do, bro? What did you do, was, Randy? <laughs> I was actually in uh, D.C. for AEW's first uh, taping. And uh, we were getting into the building, and all of a sudden I looked over, and there was a guy out there wearing a free Randy T-shirt. <laughs> and I was blown away. I walked up. I said, hey, man, uh, where'd you get that shirt? He goes, oh, man, I, I was watching this wrestling man. This guy was, I loved his shirt, and I bought it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's humbling in and of itself, too. Like, I remember you sending me that picture, and I was blown away. You know, for somebody to be, you know, a fan, be it a show, something like historic of, of a, the first of a, of a company. Uh, and, you know, it was it was so cool for you to send that to me, and <laughs> like I said, humbling. Uh, but yeah, that's it's it's still crazy, you know. Being about I'm almost three years in, and you know, it's still hard to grasp that like I can have an impact like that. So with three years in, so tell us a little about your roots on how you got started. You know, what made you get into wrestling? I mean, we all have our stories, we all have our heroes, we all have our reasons. So what's your reason? Uh, well. For me, I you know I got into wrestling uh, pretty young, um, kind of right around the endish of the WWF, kind of going in still right around the Attitude Era. Um, but I was uh, you know it was you got one of those things. Young guys, man, they're like, oh, I think it was the Attitude Era. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it, this is telling a little bit as well. My age, uh, it was uh, around the time where I was not old enough to not have my parents come in there and take the TV away and say, you're not watching that, you know, <laughs> and trying to now, sneak now, are out. Are we talking you know? about the scrambled channels? And I was, I don't know. I was right around the end of the end, like the bunny ears on the TV. Like, okay. you know, having to mess okay. with the antennas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Assume the Fox 5 positions. <laughs> yes. So I was right near the end of that. Um, so we. I just remember, you know, my parents coming in and like I said, just taking either the cords from the TV or I think at one point they took the actual, the physical TV at that time. There was still a box TV. There were, there were no flat screens back then. So I remember them taking that away. Cause they, you know, at that time, you know, wrestling had a little bit of a stigma, you know, and parents were like, Oh, I don't want my kids watching that. But I don't know if that was part of like the rebellion part of it. And I was like, I got it. I, I got to watch this, you know, I can't get enough. And, you know, so that, you know, I kind of had a little bit of off and on with that because, again, I would get grounded and parents wouldn't let me watch it. Uh, so I would probably say around, like, 04, 05 is when finally, like, I was able to watch it consistently. Parents were just kind of off my back about it. Um, and around that time, uh, a lot of my influences, uh, like, still to this day. Um, back then, I was really big on SmackDown, like, RBD and Rey Mysterio. Um, Jericho was huge for me back then. Um, and... <laughs> I remember getting into the evolution, uh, like rivalry, and trying to pick that side of. Man, I like Randy, but I also really like Triple H. But you know, so that 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 time was like 
really, really uh, big and influential to me. So, so um, your ring name, Randy, is that a nod to Randy Orton? It, it is because um, I feel like my one of my first matches that like really got me back into consistently watching it because at some point when I was younger, like I said, my parents would not let me watch it. So I just, you know, at, at one point I kind of gave up a little bit. And that match that got me back into it was that SummerSlam match where um, he beat, uh, I don't know if I don't think, I can say curse words, but I don't know if I can say this guy's name, but he beat Benoit for the title at SummerSlam um, in 04. And so when he became the, the youngest uh, World Heavyweight Champion, and that was big to me, you know, because at that time... He was, I guess he would have been around 10 years older than me. Uh, so, you know, kind of gave me that perspective like, hey, you know. Uh, you can, okay. get you, you can mention the name. That match was a hell of a match. <laughs> it was. And that's, like I said, probably one mat- the match that got me right back into it and got me hooked to this day. So, yeah. No, and, and it's a nod to him. I mean, we don't condone what uh, that unfortunate incident, uh, but I have no problem acknowledging the work that that man did in the ring. Of course, and I, I, I try and toe that line as well because uh, he was also one of my first earlier influences, especially being a guy who has a background in uh, like folk style and Greco-Roman wrestling. So seeing someone with that kind of intensity back then was very influential to me too. It just is kind of, you know, it's a tough spot to say, hey, I drew influence to this guy, but obviously, you know, he did terrible things yeah. you know, outside of the ring. So tell me how you got in, how'd you break in? Where did you train and who trained you? Well, I was fortunate. Um, I had, I'd been doing some, like, again, folk style, Greco-Roman wrestling out of, since uh, middle school, actually, and got, you know, out of high school, started doing, like, some, uh, like, college open tournaments. Um, and uh, long story short, basically what happened, uh, I'd ended up going, I went to a match in Dinwiddie, it wasn't UCW. I think it was a Legends show, and but I didn't have any of the details on it. All I knew was there was a wrestling event there, and back then, you know, like I was so into the folk style and Greco-Roman wrestling, collegiate wrestling. I showed up in my singlet headgear and and, uh, and uh, like Asics wrestling shoes, and I was like, oh, oh, there's a ring, oh, and it kind of like the wheels started turning. I was like, let me stick around here. Let me see like how because like I didn't know back then, you know, I didn't. Uh, being around like 18 i wasn't sure how to get into wrestling and so i talked to some people there and someone gave me their uh gave me the contact information of uh, phil stamper and phil stamper knows everybody um <laughs> so he he actually he he figured out where i was at and it was right around the time that gxw was um kind of close wrapping things up so he he gave me uh some contact information uh to uh riot city's most wanted uh, to Nick Sicken Taylor and uh, Matt Wild, and um, I two very them. talented workers, absolutely. absolutely. And they taught me a hell of a lot. So um, I got in touch with them, and um, I'm living in Virginia at the time. That was the only connection I had to training, you know. And, and since I found out, you know, there there were some uh, training schools uh, around me that I just wasn't aware of, but I don't regret going up there because I received good training with Nick and, and Matt and. Um, some of the other guys that they've had around there, like Vic Ramon and Michael's Amidio and uh, Alan Clayball has been up there. I don't want to necessarily like say that they were trainers, but they helped me and influenced me a lot at training. So um, I definitely appreciate all the training I got up there with those guys. So circling back, I owe a lot to Stamper for kind of being the bridge to get me into wrestling. 
So tell me about your first match. Do you remember the first match? I do. Uh, my, my very first match was for Power Pro Wrestling in Ellendale, Delaware. Um, and it was August 26, uh, 2017. Um, and it was kind of a thing where I'd been training for almost a year, been about nine months. And um, with that background of folk-style wrestling, I'd kind of learned how to how to take impact already, you know, before getting in the ring. So kind of, I was kind of quick to learn that kind of stuff, maybe not as quick in other areas, but um, at that time, about nine months of training in, um, Nick and Matt felt I was ready for, for a match. Um, not, you know, not a, an Iron Man match or, you know, anything too crazy, but it was the first match on the card. And I guess technically it was pre-show and it was uh, against massive Mike. Who um, a lot of guys in like the Delaware, Maryland, and uh, Pennsylvania area know. Um, he's been around for a very long time, and no um, kind of, very well. Oh yeah, an awesome guy, you know. And I, you know, I'll again always appreciate him taking care of me in my first match. Um, <laughs> and uh, I went out there, and it was funny because I said I was from Richmond, and I said my name was Randy Lawson, and somehow they lost the translation. So it's the one time that I've ever wrestled as Randall Richmond. <laughs> Oh, so let wow. that die. I shouldn't have even said that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I came out and it was it was. I, I remember that feeling, you know, coming out for the first time and you're looking around and you see the crowd and you see the ring and cameras and you hear your music and it's just that unreal feeling. And you're like, this is real, you know. This is. I'm. I'm. Even though it's the first step, I'm here. You know, I'm a professional. This is my first match, and under that pressure. I will actually admit this. Uh, I started, uh, you know, in training, um, I would do this this front flip into the ring. You know, I would hold onto the top rope and flip in. And this is my first uh, first experience in a, in a venue where the ring was closer to the ceiling than I expected. So I kicked the ceiling tile out in my very first match. Before I even it happens, threw man. my first puncher and locked up with anybody, I kicked the ceiling tile out. And uh, I played it off, but it was still like, oh, gosh, of course I had to do that in my very first match. Well, that wasn't That's you. That was. Go ahead, Diego. <laughs> no, I said that wasn't you. That was Randy Richmond. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was Randy Richmond. As a matter of fact, they they shortened it to uh, as actually Brando, like Marlon Brando. It was Brando Richmond, is what it was. Brando. And afterwards, they're like, I think it was Randall, right? I was like, it was Randy Lawson, but we will, you know, what can you do? That's crazy. You know, uh, <laughs> the longer I'm alive, the more things that you know. There are no coincidences, and I, you know. That old thing of the six degrees of separation. You brought up Massive Mike. <laughs> yeah. I worked a long, very, very long time ago. Massive Mike actually used to promote shows in Washington, D.C. Oh, okay, cool. And I was James Ellsworth's first match in Massive really? Mike's company. And I put him That's over. awesome. It's funny because Ellsworth was there for my first show, too. And he's the one who kind of introduced me to Massive Mike. And it was kind of like he asked. He's like, "So, do you want to be his first match, or do you want to work one of the other guys in the in the locker room?" And he said, "No, bring, let, let me see what the kids got." And he, to this day, you know, he's put me over. You know, I've gotten a couple bookings because of that match, even though it was very first match, and you know, probably definitely not my best. You know, but first he, impressions are everything, yeah. right? And I, I hope and i think i did i think i made a, a good one at that time because it got me a couple it got me a couple opportunities after that that's, a, that's fantastic I mean, you know we, we all have different roots different stories and where they take us 
That's pretty nice. I didn't know that about you. You know, we never really got to sit down too much and talk because during the uh, the events, we're all running around trying to find out, you know, yeah. how to make it go smooth. So that's that's pretty cool. So up to date now, you said three years you've been wrestling. Almost, yeah. But we're about, about two months uh, shy of the three-year mark. How many matches have you had? Uh... Bum, bum, bum. You know, you count battle royals um, and things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely like like the the side of fifty, which is not nearly as much as I'd like to be at. Um, you got time. Yeah, What's that? I said you got time, man. Absolutely. Um, I just want to kind of create a a, a a consistent schedule. You know, um, but when with breaking in, you know, sometimes it's hard to do that. You can't be on a show every weekend when you're brand new, you know, and no one knows who you are or they can't, you know, you can't just say, Hey, you know, you're brand new. Let me give you a shot. You know, I understand. I understand everything, that. I went through that a while. Point, I still kind of go through that. Everything at this point is it's a learning experience. And the more, you, the more you get out there, the more you're going to learn. And exactly. you know, what's pretty cool is, uh, one of the things that I've always wanted to learn was learn how to do podcasting. And yeah. You know, I'm telling you now, Anchor is the best platform if you want to run your own podcast. It's as easy, literally, as one, two, three, pun intended. You simply go to anchor.fm. You open up your account, and away you go with your very own podcast. It's easy to do. They, Man, they even give you sponsorships to line you up with the correct sponsor to get your podcast up and going. And they put you on multiple platforms once you get up and going. So it's truly that easy. I mean, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, you too can have your own podcast. And the way you do that is go to anchor.fm, open up that account, click those buttons, and away you go on your dream podcast. My man, you know, I don't have any one, two, three jokes today. Oh, come <laughs> on. You're always got those quick I, jokes. I ran out. I think I only had one, two, three of them. I don't know. Something like that. So, Brandy. Uh, yeah. Tell me about your best match. Who did you work best match-wise? And tell me about a stinker that you just <laughs> you would have really rather just stayed home rather than take that booking. Okay. Um, I would say if I, if I had to pick a, a best match, um, it's funny because a lot of times you would you – would, want to say hey like that one-on-one you know me and this guy mixed up really well but one of my favorite matches and i'm not sure why it is i think it's just because of you know uh the people involved i got to work a, a six-man tag match um with riot city when it was all three. Oh well matt wasn't there just that well he was but he was wrestling later in the card so it was it was sickened um jason drake and vic um, so it was the first time working Vic and Jason. I've worked Nick, uh, Sicken before, but I never worked those two. And it was just a dream to work those two. I mean, it was just like, uh, I had, I had fun. I mean, I got beat up, but it was fun. Um, and um, I had the fortune of teaming with Nick Anarchy, who I've, um, tagged with numerous times. Um, he and I broke in at the same time. We're both from Virginia. Cried best, you know, best friend in the world. And, uh, so that was special to me. Unfortunately, we had to have Ron Holiday tag with us. That's the only bad part about that. But you know, you know, nothing against Ron. I love him. But you know, tagging with him, you got to touch his hand. And you know, I 
when you're wrestling, I, I, I would prefer to wash hands every time I make contact with him, and I didn't. So. But other than that, it was it was a fun match. It was a six man tag team match, and uh, you know it was, it was one of my first matches where I just felt like, man, I just hit all the right spots. You know, I just hit everything at the right you know at the right time. Everything was just it felt good, um, and I got a lot of good uh, you know feedback in the back afterwards. But to transition to my probably my worst match. That's, that's that's kind of a hard one to say too. Um, I would probably have to circle around and say hmm. again. That's 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 a tough one. But I, I would probably have to point it to uh, something I said yesterday. I don't want to say it's my worst match. Um, I had a match with Alpha Junior, which was phenomenal in itself. It just yes, hurt. I saw he, he beat the crap out of me. He beat the crap out. Of so it was, but it was good. It was fun. Uh, I'm, like I said, humbled to be able to work with him, um, with someone of that, uh, you know, caliber and that, you know, experience and like just, he's, he's a member of the Samoan dynasty. So that was incredible. But man, he chopped me and I, I'm not kidding. The, so diving, the diving in on that match, man, I got to ask you, you were in there with one of the, one of the Samoans, one of the dynasty members. And the one thing that stood out to me when I was watching that match, and, and not just that match, but every match I've ever seen you work, you connect with the audience in a way that very few actually connect. And and I, I, I really haven't been able to put my finger on it. Of you know, So help, help the people out there. You know, when you were putting together your Randy Lawson, the, the gimmick, you know, what did you, what did you do with that? How did you learn to connect with the audience the way that you do? Because there's a whole lot of cats out there, and they can run A, B, and C, D all the way through the script or however you want to put it, but they don't connect with the audience, and that's one thing that a lot of people are lacking. So, you know, what made you learn off you know right off the bat that this is something that needs to happen during a match, or is that just something that came natural to you? With uh, with that, I, I would say that it came somewhat naturally. I've always kind of had a big personality, very social. Um, you know, it takes it takes a whole lot to really make me mad. Now in wrestling, you know, you get poked in the eye or something like that. Something in the things in the ring or things people say might upset me. But in generally speaking, it, it takes a lot to really make me mad. And I, I've always had kind of a bigger personality. Um, and I think that with when I got into wrestling, um, you know, it's you always want to, you want to stay true to yourself. And I was always told, and I know you guys have been, you know, probably maybe even told me, uh, but have heard, uh, you know, they always say the best characters are um, just an extension of yourself, and that's kind of what I took to heart and just wanted to do. Um, now, you know, what I wear to the ring, and you know, sometimes maybe some of the jokes I say, you know, might be a little bit, you know testing the waters but like i said i think a lot of the character that i have is just an extension of myself and um i think that i think that people can connect to that and see that it's there's you know a genuine um connection there you know because they can see the yeah but what what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is uh, specifically that match where you were working him you know to to the average wrestling uh fan out there you got him out there, and he's probably weighing what three hundred, at least three hundred pounds. Yeah. And you come walking out there, you're buck seventy, buck eighty. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, the average wrestling fan's going to go, okay, this guy's going to get murdered. But the thing that really stuck out with me is even though you were getting murdered out there, the people were actually <laughs> behind you. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you kept, you know, you did the right thing. You kept coming from up under and you kept that fight going. But, you you know, you connected with that audience that they were like, damn it, I want to see this guy actually pull this off. Yeah. And I, I thrive on that. You know, I can, I can, I can feel that. And it, it, it pushes me during matches. Uh, when I can so was that something that somebody taught you or is that just something you picked up right away and you were like, hell yeah, this is what needs to happen. Uh, I think that, I think it, it could have been something even stumbling into, you know, it might've been something that I kind of picked up early on. Um, but I think that, I think with wrestling, I mean, obviously it's everything inside the ring, but you know you have the crowd out there. So I think one thing it might be even a not necessarily maybe a defense mechanism. You know, I, you know, I was able to kind of figure out you know the crowd to the point where you know it kind of took away that uh, that fear you know of not being you know respected or getting approval from the fans. And I think kind of putting that in the back of my mind and. Just kind of focusing on, hey, like, let me see if I can reach these guys. Let me see if, you know, if they really believe in me. And it, it's still, you know, like you said, it, it almost, to me, it's like I almost don't know how to exactly say that because I think it is a natural thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I know it's, I, it's a thing I, you feel. And it's, it's, exactly. it's one of those things you, you really can't be taught. It's something you, you either pick up over time or you're just out there one night and all of a sudden click. Right. And I, I think that might be what happened. And I think that... Um, well, for it to click with you at such an early age, man, you've got a big advantage over a lot of workers. I I think so. Uh, it's just, in that aspect, I feel I do feel very confident, but maybe not in other aspects that I could kind of... to make the full product, you know, to get the package complete. Um, I think I'm very strong on that end, but could focus on a couple other things to really kind of bring everything together. Absolutely. So if we're talking about the future of Randy Lawson, and I know a lot of the guys will say, yeah, I want to go work for Vince or this or that. So now in this day and age, there's a lot more opportunity for guys in the Indies to showcase their talents in front of a national audience. Um, so if we were to say, hey, maybe next year, in a couple of years, I'd like to be XYZ promotion. So what strikes you as a place right now that you'd like to go work for or see if they notice you and say, yeah, you know, come on in, Kate, we'll give you a shot. Um, if we're speaking of right now, um, like you said, I have to build my brand. I have to promote my brand. But to, to say that I'm ready to go to somewhere like Evolve or MLW, I would love to say I am. Um, and I would love to be there. Like somewhere, like I said, MLW, um, uh, PWG in LA, anywhere like the the SoCal uh, wrestling scene is, is awesome. Um, no, don't say I mean, PWG really, anywhere in LA, man. Jim Cornette's going to have a stroke. What's that? If I go, to, if I go to, and don't LA? say PWG in LA. Jim Cornette's going to have a stroke. Uh oh. <laughs> well, if, if if Mr. Cornette is listening, you know that's cool. <laughs> but <laughs> I will I will repeat it. But um, yeah, I I think if, if we were to put a let's say a year or two um i definitely want to 
expand my horizons. I've been up and down the East Coast. Cool. I've been up and down the East Coast, and uh, uh, I'd like to expand on that. Anywhere Midwest, uh, <laughs> uh, Canada, Mexico, any, I mean, really anywhere and everywhere. All right, so what me. That's great. Talk about you know, the, I, I, you know what <laughs> people don't, they're not going to know it because this is audio. But man, that was fantastic! <laughs> you just jobbed out your phone, and the phone counted the lights right in the middle of this podcast. That's fantastic. <laughs> the phone kicked out of one though. <laughs> oh man! So you, you mentioned MLW. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, MLW puts on an awesome show. Uh, they just have a great product. Um, them evolve is another company I would love to uh, to try and get into because um, I know they. I mean, like you said, everyone wants to work for events. I want to work for anybody. I want. I want to work. Well, not anybody per se, but I want to work everywhere that I I can. You know that I can have an opportunity to work um, because I like that diverse. You know, uh, eventually, yeah. Once I kind of set in stone, you know, where I'm at, you know, where I'm going, I'd, you know, I'd like that consistency, but I think right now, I think it's kind of getting all the flavors, you know, like getting, a, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, and see what everywhere is all about and how I fit in, in those places. And dare I Boy. say, you know what time it is and you know what the best way to keep time is? Tell That's me. What Victor that. watches. Invicta watches, man, they're the greatest watches on the planet, man. Let me tell you, I sport my Invicta watches all over the place. And I know Diego, he's got a real nasty habit. As a matter of fact, I know that he's got at least 12, 13 of these watches. Am I right? Yeah. 13, yes. 13. Uh, that's, that, that, that's true. You know, Unashamed. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. So if you need yourself a good timepiece, a manly watch, you need to go to InvictaStores.com. And right now they're running a special, thirty percent off. You know, for you dads out there, excuse me, for you dads out there, pick that watch, show it to your wife, I got show it, it to your kids. You got, <laughs> you got me to carry this, man. I got you, man. Listen, it's a beautiful watch at a great price. It looks like a million bucks. I see you. I know you have your own habits. Don't even get it on me about that. But you have. Show, hey, I'm show not going to lie. I've got tonight. a ton of Invicta watches, too. That's all right, though. It's a beautiful watch. and So if the audience go out there and say, hey, you know what? I want to be like DeVore and look like a son of a gun with a watch. Where would they go for that? They would go to InvictaStores.com and uh, just click on that banner. They can go to the UCW Forever website and go to our affiliate section. Click on that banner and you get 30% off your purchase. You can't beat that. Once again, you know. that's InvictaStores.com or go to UCWForever.com. Go to the affiliates page, click on that banner, and away you go with the watch of your dreams. Excellent. Thank you, know, you for carrying me through that, brother. Watches. I had a frog in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you love that drink work, you man. But you know that's one a... thing you didn't mention about those watches? What's that? What was that? You have uh, one too? They can, they can count one, two, three, 20 times in one minute. I'll look at it. You're, you're looking for that one, two, three joke. Come on, man. Oh. He's got he's got that mathematician joke. Not only is he a good hand in the ring, but he's good at math. <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> so hey brother, while we're here, 
uh, at the end of the podcast, we always give the opportunity for the guys to uh, plug their brand, uh, give the folks a place where they can come and find all things uh, Randy Lawson. So uh, go ahead, and I'm going to give you the mic right now. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you, uh, your social media platforms, and where they can pick up that awesome free Randy merchandise. All right. Well, uh, you can find me on Facebook uh, at Randy Lawson. Um, like I said, uh, Facebook, Randy Lawson. You look for a, a face such as this. Well, we're listening to a podcast. What am I talking about? But you, you know, know what? Don't look. One day <laughs> we'll be big enough that we'll be able to do this with video too. So, hey, you can look at this and be like, I was there when. Exactly. So, Basically, you look up Randy Lawson on Facebook. Um, I should be one of the only ones. You'll see a a slightly disgruntled picture of a man uh, with some red hair, and that is me, obviously. Um, my uh, Twitter is still kind of coming together right now. Um, when it comes together, it will be just heelrandy at twitter.com. Uh, I'm also kind of uh, doing some maintenance uh, repair slash just complete overhaul of my YouTube channel. So um, that will also be kind of uh, plugged uh, later on on my Facebook at Randy Lawson. And also on my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Randy Lawson Pro. Uh, and again, that's Randy Lawson Pro. I'm the only one on there. Uh, it's actually a picture of me uh, beating up Jeffrey Bravo at UCW. is my uh, nice. profile picture on there. And uh, so that's where I'm at on social media. Um, as of right now, uh, I think I only have one booking that's set in stone because everyone's kind of trying to figure out what's going on um, in the future. And this one's set all the way in August. So that's still even to be determined. Um, in this world right now. So uh, it's August uh, 6th in Glendale, West Virginia for SCWA, which uh, currently I am their uh, United States champion, um, and I will be defending that belt, I believe. Um, I may issue an open challenge. You know, it's, you know I'm going to go all the way up to West Virginia. You know, I want to uh, see You're doing the old John Cena gimmick. At least this time. At least this time, because... I know that this is my, my first time having a, a, a championship. Um, it's it's mean it means something to me, so I know it's going to mean some something to someone else to get that opportunity. And just like it's meant something to me that you guys have given me opportunities at UCW. I think in my three matches for UCW, all of them have been title shots. So that that alone says something to me. You know, I wrestled for the TV title, I wrestled Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bravo for the heavyweight title, and I wrestled the real life freaks uh, with uh, Wes Rogers, which was a, a blast. Uh, for those tag team titles, unfortunately, I came up short all those times, but it just gives me more fuel and to the fire, and uh, it just it, it it just lights me up to just come back and 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 make it right, you know, and, and come out on top next time. Well, just well, keep yeah. chugging away and doing what you're doing, young man. Absolutely. So uh, hold on, I picked up on something you said earlier, and oh, I think you're go. in for no, no, no. Hold on. Here and, we go. I'm not a ton of person to start things. I usually like, you know, stir the pot a little bit. But you mentioned you had a photo. Yeah, of you out to divorce. He, he usually stirs the pot. Absolutely. Oh, you know, see, oh no! Shots fired. I, I used to get blamed for a lot of stuff he used to do. Hey now. As, so back in our youth. But anyway, you mentioned something. You had a picture of you. You're beating up who? <laughs> well, Jeffrey I was. Was it uh, Jeffrey Bravo? Bravo? Yeah, in the corner. I was doing a ten. I was doing the ten punches to him in the corner, and on that tenth punch, I pointed to the crowd, and someone got a 
uh, a, a solid picture of that, which would be the UCW photographer Holly Garland. So she she got a sweet picture of that, and I use that for my profile picture on, on my Instagram currently. Good plug she for is Holly a, Garland. She is an awesome photographer, but funny you mentioned Jeffrey Bravo. <laughs> no, just yesterday. Go. No. Just yesterday, we had a little. We did a podcast, and did we not, Mister Devore? We did. And you mentioned something about it. Look, I'm not a booker. I'm a podcaster right now. You issued an open challenge for your title, right? Yeah. I think your phone's gonna be blowing up once he <laughs> hears when he hears this podcast and you mention his name. Um, good luck to you. Uh, I appreciate it. And hey, I'm not I'm not a booker as well. So, you know, they may they may surprise me when I get there and say, Hey, it's no longer an open challenge. We found somebody. So I kinda always leave that on the table, but hey, if Jeffrey Bravo thinks he's game and we wanna we wanna turn the tables, you know, because I answered his open challenge. Hey, the ball's in my court now. So to go for round two. I'll I'll be I'll be patiently waiting until I do my phone. Hey, you sound very confident. It's a very dangerous game you're playing, but that's a young man's game right now. So, but Randy, I appreciate you being on the show, man. I've been trying to get you on. You're one of the first people we talked about getting on here, and we really appreciate your time. I absolutely appreciate being on. Uh, you guys are awesome. And like I said, I'm extremely grateful for everything you guys have already done for me. So to do this is just another, you know, another uh, a notch in that belt of, you guys helped me out along the way. Awesome, and you know, speaking of booking, I'm 101% sure you'll be back in UCW. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're looking at you guys. Uh, well, I can't wait for that. in September. You'll be there, knock on wood, awesome. as long hey, as that, that actually happens if Virginia opens hey, up. Hey, invited or not, now you've told me that you all be that close to my home, I'll be there. there you and uh, there might be somebody else from... Uh, New Jersey there too as well so I, I'm not starting anything I'm just saying just be prepared no no not at all because you know bookers have a way of doing things but anyway so yeah, you have a good <laughs> evening tonight brother um, hey thank you guys so much is there any last words you want to say to your fans or anybody like that any shout outs well, you want to do yeah any plugs to any sponsors or anything like that <laughs> sponsor me anybody Everybody. Uh, as of right now, I don't have any sponsors. That would be cool. That'd be really awesome. Um, to the fans out there, I just appreciate all the support I've been uh, able to receive over the past uh, two and almost three years. Um, like I said, it's, it's completely surreal to me that you guys follow me and you guys believe in me um, and have faith in me. And that's one of my biggest uh, driving forces in continuing doing what I do. So I just want to thank all the fans out there that either have repped Free Randy at at other uh, bigger promotion shows such as AEW or, you know, even fans that just reach out to me on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, any social media just to kind of, you know, show their support. That does not go unnoticed. Awesome. We appreciate your time, definitely. And uh, Mr. DeVore, uh, if you can just flex your golden pipes and take it home. All right. Well, Randy Lawson, thank you again for being a part of the Diego DeVore show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. And folks, don't forget you can catch his podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Breaker. So once again, thank you for joining us on the Diego and Divorce Show. And we'll catch you down the road. <laughs>